We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. A British newspaper features this headline. Use of fear to control behavior in COVID crisis was totalitarian, scientists admit. They're admitting it now. They're actually saying it. They used fear to control you. The solution to all of this? Grow up and start acting like adults rather than frightened children. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Welcome to today's Rebellion. My topic for the day is fear. Fear. And the fact that we now know, because they're admitting it, government officials, media elites, scientists are now admitting that they intentionally used fear as a form of mind control during the COVID crisis. They're actually calling it a totalitarian tactic. This was reported in a British newspaper recently. The newspaper is The Telegraph, a mainstream newspaper out of London, England. Again, the headline is this, use of fear to control behavior in COVID crisis was totalitarian admit scientists. The subtitle to this particular article then says this, members of scientific pandemic influenza group on behavior express regret about unethical methods. I'm going to talk about this in today's show. The topic is singular today. The topic is fear and how we have allowed a very small group of people like Dr. Anthony Fauci to cow us into subservience to convince us to give up all of our freedoms, to undergo virtual house arrest for over a year, to start doing things that make no sense, that are actually contrary to the science, how we've allowed this mind control to govern our lives. And it all goes back to the issue of fear. This is today's topic. Before we get into it, because I want to run hard on this one, I want to cover this issue aggressively, singularly, with laser focus, and I'm going to use two articles to do so, maybe three if I have time to get into them. The first article is this one I've already mentioned to you out of The Telegraph, and it's dated May 14th, 2021. It's actually written by uh, a journalist by the name of Gordon Rayner. R-A-Y-N-E-R, if you want to look it up. The Telegraph, May 14th, 2021. The title is The Use of Fear to Control Behavior in COVID Crisis Was Totalitarian, Admit Scientists. I'm going to use that article, and then I'm going to go to another periodical that's not right-wing. The Telegraph clearly isn't, and neither is The Atlantic. But The Atlantic recently had an article on May 4th, written by Emma Green, May 4th, 2021, excuse me, it is titled, The Liberals Won't Quit the Lockdown. 
Subtitle is, Progressive Communities Have Been Home to Some of the Fiercest Battles Over COVID-19 Policies, and Some Liberal Policymakers Have Left Scientific Evidence Behind. This is in the Atlantic. Liberals who can't quit the lockdown. They're so addicted to fear that they can't quit the lockdown. And even the Atlantic is writing that they have left scientific evidence behind. The facts don't matter. It's all about their feelings. It's all about opinions. It's not about truth. It's all about power. It's not about principles. These people are controlled by fear, and then they turn around and control you with the same emotion, fear. They've grasped the ring of power, and they won't let it go. And that ring has fear written all over it. They realize, and they're admitting it, that they can control you, they can control your community, they can control your country, they can control the world with fear. No pun intended, but this is a frightening place for us to be right now. But there is a solution. There is a solution. And I'm going to share that with you. Again, remember, patreon.com backslash Dr. Everett Piper. Patreon.com backslash D-R-E-V-E-R-E-T-T to subscribe to The Rebellion and my book, Grow Up. Life isn't safe, but it's good. Safety is not the first thing of acting like an adult. Children cower in fear. Adults lead boldly. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Let's take a break and acknowledge our sponsors, and I will be right back in a couple minutes. Welcome back to The Rebellion. Okay, the issue today is fear. The topic for this show is fear, being frightened. How should we respond to the human emotion of fear? Well, let me set the context. Let me set the biblical context, the biblical worldview, the ideas, the biblical ideas, the ideas that have stood the test of time, ideas that have been around for a couple thousand years, and in some cases, many more than that. And why do I say that? Because the Old Testament has been around a lot longer than that. You can go back 3,000 years. You can go back even further than that. Ideas that have stood the test of time for three millennia or more. Shouldn't we attend to those ideas? Shouldn't we listen to the wisdom of the ages, the biblical worldview that has given us the context, given us the framework, given us the lens through which we can look at life and navigate some of the pitfalls of life? And one of those pitfalls is fear. Well, what does the Bible say about it? What are we told by the sages that have preceded us, the prophets, the teachers, the leaders that are documented in Scripture? Well, here's one. Moses's successor, Joshua, said this, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That's recorded in Joshua 1.9, the book of Joshua, chapter 1, verse 9. I'm going to repeat that. You should memorize this. You should memorize it because the context for this verse, remember context is always king. 
would obviously be the preceding verse, right? Well, what does Joshua 1.8 say? What does Joshua tell us in his preceding sentence? He says this, the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate it, excuse me, meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. So Joshua is obviously saying that if you want to be strong and courageous and not to be frightened and not be dismayed and to have faith that the Lord your God is with you wherever you go, that you might want to consider memorizing the book of the law, scripture, and not let it depart from your heart, your mind, your soul, and your mouth, but meditate on it day and night so that you can be careful to do all that is written in it accordingly. And then you will have success in life. Then you won't be controlled by things that shouldn't control you. And you can prosper. I don't think this is a promise of financial prosperity. This is a promise of having your life focused on the right things and not being controlled by the wrong things, like fear. Well, there's more. It's just not that verse that we could look to if we want to be encouraged. If we want to have courage rather than succumb to the irrationality and the control of fear, well, here's another example. In his letter to the church in Philippi, Paul said this, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Let me go back. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, take your requests to God. And then the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your heart and your mind. And you won't be controlled by things that shouldn't control you, like fear and totalitarians that use that emotion to control you. Don't be anxious about anything. The Apostle Paul, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Joshua. And there's more. Paul says to the church in Corinth in 1 Corinthians, be steadfast and immovable. Does that sound like fear? No, it sounds like the antithesis, the opposite of fear. Be steadfast and immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Okay, so my point is this. We have a foundation of how to behave and how to act and how to look at life. That foundation has been given to us not five minutes ago, not five years ago, not 50 years ago, not 500 years ago. That foundation has been given to us 3,000 years ago by God himself through the inspiration of his revealed word. Be strong and courageous. Be steadfast and immovable. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer and supplication and thanksgiving. What a wonderful time to be alive. My quote from Jim Garlow, what a wonderful time to be alive. The battle lines are clear. You don't have to be bored. You can engage in the town square because it needs your leadership. You shouldn't be just sitting back and listening to podcasts or watching the TV or paging through Facebook. Get engaged. Get involved. 
run into the storm. Stop hunkering down and hiding from it. Don't let people control you. Take the reins yourself and control the situation. Stop being fearful. Be steadfast. Be immovable. Be strong. Be courageous. Don't be anxious. In thanksgiving, recognize, as Esther did in the Old Testament. Who knows, but for such a time as this. You've been appointed to this time through God's sovereignty. All right, I've spent half of the show preaching to you rather than going through the articles that I promised. Therefore, I probably won't get through all of them in today's show, and I'll follow up in a subsequent show or two. But let's go to the first one. The use of fear to control behavior in the COVID crisis was totalitarian, admit scientists. Again, this is written in The Telegraph, a British newspaper. It was published May 14th, 2021, written by Gordon Rayner, R-A-Y-N-E-R. Here is part of what the article says. Opening sentence. Scientists on a committee that encouraged the use of fear to control people's behavior during the COVID pandemic have admitted its work was unethical and totalitarian. And the words unethical and totalitarian are put in quotation marks because those are the words that the scientists on this British panel, this panel that was established by the British Parliament, they're actually admitting that they were unethical, quote unquote, and that they acted in a totalitarian fashion, quote unquote. I'm going to go on and read part of the article to you. Listen to this. They're admitting it. So this isn't conspiracy theory. This isn't right-wing hyperbole. This isn't Piper popping off in his exaggerated claims of government control. No, they're admitting this. Oh, you say it's not America. It's 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 the United Kingdom. It's not the United States. It's the United Kingdom. It's Great Britain. It's the British folk. Do you actually think this isn't being done here? If they're admitting they did it in Great Britain, are you so naive as to presume that it isn't happening here in the United States? Well, if you believe that, I've got a bridge to sell you in the Mojave Desert. Back to the article. Members of the Scientific Pandemic Influenza Group on Behavior Okay, it's actually got an acronym, SPI-B. This is the group that was established by the British Parliament. The Scientific Pandemic Influenza Group on Behavior, SPI-B, expressed regret <coughs> excuse me, about the tactics that they used. And this is being disclosed in a new book on the role of psychology in the government's COVID-19 response. More from the article. SPI-B warned in March last year that ministers needed to increase, quote, the perceived level of personal threat, close quote, from COVID-19 because, quote, a substantial number of people still do not feel sufficiently personally threatened, close quote. Stew on that a minute. Listen to what they just said. They just said that when they took the reins, When they took the reins, this group, this scientific pandemic influenza group on behavior, took the reins, took the power, grasped the ring that the government gave them, and the people allowed the government to give them because the people cowered rather than confronted. 
They just admitted that the perceived level of personal threat, one more time, the perceived level of personal threat from COVID-19 because a substantial number of people still do not feel sufficiently personally threatened needs to increase. The perceived level of personal threat needs to be jacked up and increased, ginned up, because a sufficient number of people didn't feel personally threatened. So what did they do? Well, they did exactly what we know they did. They scared the heck out of everybody. They controlled the news. They controlled the narrative. They refused to talk about the positive. They ignored the context of the situation. How many times did you ever hear these people talking about a 99% survival rate? The only place you ever heard about that was from conservative commentators or conservative medical doctors. Very rarely did you hear the stories of COVID-19 contextualized within the scientific data of a survival rate that was astronomical. I mean, I've asked before on this show, what in the world would we do if the survival rate were only 90% or 85%? My land, it was 99% and we allowed the oligarchs to shut, shut down the world. To shut down Western civilization. To control you, put you under house arrest, make you wear a mask. Force you to stop going to church. Confining your children in your home and not even allow you to take them to a playground. We allowed them to do that to us because of a 99% survival rate. Why? Because they stopped telling us about the good news. And they controlled you with the bad news. Mind control. And again, the point of today's show is they are admitting it. They're admitting it. These are quotes from these people. Here's a psychologist that's on this team, this SPIB team, that's being um, critiqued right now. His name is Gavin Morgan, a psychologist on the team, and he said this, clearly using fear as a means of control is not ethical. Using fear smacks of totalitarianism. It's not an ethical stance for any modern government. And then he kind of, he says by, he's conflicted here, obviously. He, he concludes his quote by saying this. By nature, I'm an optimistic person, but all this has given me a more pessimistic view of people. I would argue he just got smacked in the face with Chuck Colson's worldview model that I've shared with you repeatedly on this show. Remember, the first two components, the first two things to consider in any worldview are origin of man. And what's the second one? The nature of man. The nature of man. Are we good or are we evil? Well, Gavin Morgan, the psychologist, is saying that he's by nature an optimistic person. In other words, he has a positive outlook on the nature of the human being. But being part of this entire process, being on this committee, this panel, this SPI-B panel, on how to respond to the COVID crisis and how to control the behavior of the British people has made him a pessimist. It's given him a pessimistic view of people. In other words, he's seen, he has seen the underbelly of what the human soul is really like. That people become Tolkien's golem and they growl as they grasp the ring of power and they won't let it go and when they discover that they can control you by making you fearful they're going to double down on it and do it again and again and again well this 
whole story, this whole article, revolves around Laura Dodsworth, who is an author who has spent the last year investigating the British government's tactics for her new book that's titled A State of Fear, and it's going to be published this month. Essentially, she's covering the story of how Parliament ministers in Great Britain, Great Britain excuse me, have faced repeated accusations that they ramped up the threat from the pandemic to justify their coercive government power plays. They justified their lockdowns. They justified shutting churches. They justified forcing people to mask. They justified closing businesses that the government now admits manipulating people by the use of fear to coerce them to abide by their unilateral decisions. Decisions that were made outside of the context of the legal authority that they actually had. Does this sound familiar? This is a British newspaper reporting on the British government, but does it sound like maybe something that took place in your own town? If you're listening from Tulsa right now, does it sound like some of the actions that G.T. Bynum took in Tulsa. What authority did he have to do what he did? And was he using fear to control the citizens of Tulsa? And did you comply? Did you just bow the knee to his high and mighty mayor of Tulsa? Or your local mayor in whatever town you live in? Did you bow in subservience to Governor Cuomo if you live in New York? Or Gavin Newsom, if you live in California, or Gretchen Whitmer, if you live in Michigan. What did you do? What did we do when they started employing fear as a method of control? We need to be asking ourselves these questions right now. And again, I'll say it once, I'll say it twice, I'll say it a dozen times. This is coming out of a mainline newspaper in Great Britain. This is not a right-wing rag. This is not Everett Piper's rant. This is stuff that they're admitting. Again, a substantial number of people do not feel sufficiently personally threatened. Therefore, we need to do a better job of making them feel threatened. Oh, more from the article. Here is one of the scientists on this panel, this SPI-B this panel in Great Britain that was established to use fear to control the British population. Here's a quote. In March 2020, the government was very worried about compliance, and they thought people wouldn't want to be locked down. There were discussions about fear being needed to encourage compliance, and decisions were made about how to ramp up the fear. The way we have used fear is dystopian. That's a quote from a woman named Dodsworth. She is a chief scientific advisor, a scientist on this committee. She just admitted, and I'm going to quote that again, listen to what she says. In March 2020, the government was very worried about compliance, and they thought people wouldn't want to be locked down. Piper paraphrased, the government was worried about compliance, your obedience, your subservience. Would you do what you're told to do? Would you comply? 
because you wouldn't want to be locked down. You wouldn't want to be put under house arrest. You wouldn't want your personal freedoms to be violated. Therefore, back to the article, there were discussions about fear being needed to encourage compliance, subservience, obedience. We need to use fear to get these people to follow like mindless sheep. We need to scare the heck out of them. And then they said decisions were made how to ramp up fear. And the way we used fear was dystopian. This is her quote, a person that served on this committee. More from the article. And this is a quote. The use of fear has definitely been unethical. It's been like a weird experiment. Ultimately, it backfired because people became too scared. Okay, so we knew it was unethical. We knew we were experimenting on society to see how far we could go. Would these people actually do what we're telling them to do? But now you can see that this use of this tactic of fear has actually frightened her because she said it backfired. People became too scared. She's actually frightened by the amount of control she actually had over these folks. Here's another member from this committee. You could call psychology mind control, he says. That's what we do. Clearly, we try to go about it in a positive way, but it has been used nefariously. Hmm, I guess so. Another person warned that people use the pandemic to grab power and drive through things that wouldn't happen otherwise. We have to be very careful about the authoritarianism that is creeping in. Let me go back and read that again. Here's a quote from another person on the panel. People used the pandemic to grab power and drive through things that wouldn't have happened otherwise. But then this person admits, we have to be very careful about the authoritarianism that is creeping in. So these people recognize they've been playing with fire, that they're drinking poison, and that this poison is going to kill a free society. This poison, this power, is going to corrupt not only their culture, but it's going to contaminate and kill their own soul. This is this article out of The Telegraph. The article I want to talk about tomorrow is the one out of The Atlantic. It's titled, the liberals who can't quit the lockdown. Subtitled, progressive communities have become home to some of the fiercest battles over COVID-19 policies, and some liberal policymakers have left scientific evidence behind. This is coming out of the Atlantic. Again, not a right-wing newspaper. Let me close by reading again. From Joshua 1.9, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. The Apostle Paul, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, make your request known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Don't be controlled by fear. Have faith. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.